Welcome back to the Buzz Pod. This is episode 99. The great Joining us today is Ken Sweezy's son. He's a hard-nosed, hard-hitting defenseman for the Columbus Blue Jackets in the NHL and the Cleveland Monsters in the AHL. Billy Sweezy, welcome back to the Buzz Pod for episode 99. How you doing? Good, man. Really good to be back. Glad to get the second one under our belts here. 99 too, eh? The great one. Yeah, that's uh that's something special. That's something I'm not gonna take lightly. Um, so you know, I just I hope I can deliver for you guys here. I texted him, I need you for episode 99. He goes, That's the best text I've gotten all day. <laughs> best text um, I've gotten in a long time. Oh, yeah, in a long time, right? In a long time, not just one day. Because no, I mean, but you've been having some really good days this year. I had some good days, yeah. Some some tough days. Uh, it was a roller coaster every year, but uh yeah, some really good days in there. I'll start this off with a congratulations on uh, reaching uh, the ultimate goal as a hockey player playing in the National Hockey League. Um, I mean, just talk to us about your NHL debut. Just get us going with that because uh, for those who don't know, uh, I said in the intro, Ken Sweezy's son, because everyone should know who that is from the viral video of him just crushing beers while you're crushing faces. But <laughs> um just just talk about the whole whirlwind of um of this season but really get into uh your nhl debut how it all came about and we were texting i actually got some funny stuff for you after you oh great i can't wait to see what i said <laughs> yeah um, run us through it though yeah i mean it, it was it was definitely a crazy year so i actually got called up in november for the first time um which is obviously really exciting and i was up there for about two weeks went for I think I was going for the scratch record I just got scratched for the whole two weeks and uh then got sent back down so that was obviously that was obviously a really good time for two weeks and then it was really tough you know emotionally mentally you know going back down you, you never know if you're gonna get the call back so it was definitely a rough couple of days for me I, I got about as close as you could to, to playing and and didn't get a game so so that was tough but then in February rolled around and we were uh we were actually on the road for Cleveland. This is a great part of it. We were on a one-day road trip, so I didn't pack anything. We were going out to Grand Rapids, play a game, come back, just wearing my track suit, get a call before the game. Hey, you're not playing tonight because you're going up. I was like, oh, like that's awesome. Like Obviously, ecstatic. Called my dad, let him know. Realized I only had my Cleveland Monsters track suit. So <laughs> started to scramble and started texting um, – guys in Columbus to see because they were they played in Columbus that night and then I met them in Minnesota so I was texting guys to like pack extra suits extra pairs of shoes belts everything and uh you know I gotta give props Gavin uh Beirut there uh brought me an extra suit so I wore his suit which was nice fit perfect too it was just really? like it was meant to be like it was meant to be wow so did you end up buying it off of him because it was your NHL debut suit or you give it back <laughs> I gave it back because I'm a good guy, but uh, I might have to make him an offer. Yeah, that. you should, dude. Come on, I might have to. That'd be a good one to have. I think it's got his name embroidered on the inside too. But it, I could, I could rip that out. Yeah, dude. And uh, I'm gonna let you continue your story right now, but I just want to squeeze this in. I texted Peeker, uh, you know, give me some squeezy stuff. And one of the things he said was, when you got called up, he never seen an AHL team so fired up for a guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so surprised you got someone in the mix to get you a suit, you know? 
Yeah, that was a cool part too. The the first time I went up, they uh, our coach in uh, Cleveland announced it in front of the team after our game. We just won in Laval, and uh, everybody just like went nuts and like mobbed me, and we had like a huge like mosh pit basically in the locker room in Laval. Kind of like um, when the NCAA guy gets a, a scholarship, you know? But yeah, then- literally, literally like those videos, like the walk-on <laughs> getting the scholarship. Um, oh, no, so it was great. That was that was really like emotional and, and really important and awesome out of my teammates. So I, I really appreciated that from them. Yeah, but continue with the story. So you got a suit, you got a nice suit, fits right. Yep, so I'm good. I got a suit now. Got my <laughs> bag. I'm ready to go. Um but yeah, they they basically called me on my way there and they were like, Hey, like we we got a couple guys banged up. Like we don't know if you're playing yet or not. And I was like, Great. I just like I went through this. Yeah. <laughs> I know already. I wonder what I wonder where I'm gonna be watching the game from. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, and then um no skate in the morning because it was a uh, one o'clock game in Minnesota. And uh just went to the so I got told I was playing like hour and a half probably before the game, hour forty five and uh so I had to rip off like a hundred texts, just let people know I was playing. Obviously, um, you didn't text me. Yeah, I actually texted you after. Why didn't you text me? You were like, "Yeah, I didn't have a lot of time." Come I didn't. I, I didn't. And now you know why. No, you no. I, going I, out I, for warmups, I was still texting people. No, <laughs> no, I understand, but that's actually crazy that you didn't get a morning skate because I know you're a guy that loves morning skate. Did you get yeah. in your head a little bit about that or no? What's that? Did you get in your head a little bit about that? Like, oh, NHL debut, of course I didn't get a morning skate in. Like Um, no, not really. I think I was I think the adrenaline kind of took over at that point. Um and you know, you just you don't morning skate as much as we used to when we were playing together, I feel like. So I've definitely gotten used to not morning skating and just like showing up at the rink at like five and then having to play a game after doing nothing all day. Yeah. How, um, how did you play? Yeah. Um, I I I think it went well. You know, I got good reviews from the coaches. Um, Reeves told me he was going to pound me after my second shift. Um, so that was always, that was good. I was like, I must be, I must be hitting the right guys. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, just your, just your standard 11 to 12 minutes of ice time plus one, which was big. Solid. You got to go in the, in the huddle. You got to go down the line. Oh, like yeah. how, how was that? Yeah. Pretty cool. What'd you say in the huddle? Like, Hey, great job boys. Thanks. Um, I, I think I said, thank you, um, to <laughs> Olivier, Matthew Olivier. I go, Hey, thanks, man. That this is going to be big for me. And Matthew. then, uh, cause I had no right being out there. So that was great. <laughs> yeah. Ma- Ma- Matthew Olivier, you fought him the year before, right? I did. Yeah. So we talked about that at camp as well. I was like, Hey man, like Billy, nice to meet you. Cause you know, he just came over this year. And he was like, yeah, we fought, didn't we? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we did. Nice. I'm glad you're on this side now. <laughs> yeah, he had your hands tied up. We actually watched that video uh, just now, but then you switched to the left. Pretty impressive. Yeah, really. yeah. he's he's a good guy though. He uh, he gave me a good review after the fight after I met him, which was nice. So I'll yeah, take that. <laughs> and uh, talk about a little talk a little bit about your dad being able to fly in for that game and and being there for your NHL debut. I know you guys got to hug it out post game before you hopped yeah. on the PJ, but uh, talk about that. Yeah, I mean, that was that was obviously really important to me. Um, you know, hockey something that's kind of like connected us our whole lives. Um, so for him to be able to make it out there was was everything. Um, it's a little up in the air, though, because he, he kind of called me when I was traveling the night before. And he's like, are you playing? Are you not playing? And I was like, 
I have no idea, but if it's my first game and, and you're not there, I think we're both going to be pretty upset. So uh, he, he jumped on a plane with my stepmom and flew out, which so it was great to have both of them there. Wow. Uh, pretty, pretty emotional hug at, after the game. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just real quick while we're on this season, uh, this wasn't obviously your NHL debut because we just talked about it, but your first game uh, in the Boston Garden. Yeah, that was that was honestly probably crazier. Um, I had probably there were probably two hundred people there. A lot of money you spent on tickets. Yeah, my luckily my dad set up a lot of it so that I oh, could just kind of worry about the game. So he kind of he kind of dictated, and, and we've actually had season tickets our whole lives. So he was just in our seats, and then um, he kind of like you know knows other season ticket holders and and stuff. So he was able to secure a lot of tickets but uh that's so cool man yeah that was awesome obviously um you know it was a good game too like you know we were last in the league at that point you know playing obviously the Bruins had a historic season so that was it was great it was a close game and we we played really well team did great and And, um I mean I texted you we were texting after that game because you had a great fight that game right and you you mentioned to me like man so crazy like i sat in this arena a hundred times as a fan um i teared up during the national anthem is what you said to me like what what was running through your thoughts like what was running through your mind uh during that national anthem like just probably so many emotions yeah i mean yeah like you said i mean my emotions were off the charts and and you know, I was sitting in that stadium with my dad so many times, you know, we, we always do the cliche, like, Hey, it's going to be you one day. He'd always hit me with. And then, you know, I was lucky enough that it was me that day. Dude, um, you're like, this is that day. It yeah. And like, just being on the blue line for the anthem being like, wow, like I've, I've, I've seen this view so many times from a different, different spot. And, and just being in the middle of it now was, was crazy. But, uh, mm-hmm. Good 10-second shift to start the game, too, and then they switched us up for the matchups. I was like, yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. My legs, were, my legs were shaking, man. Shaking. It's a long national anthem on the blue line. That's what I was yeah. going to say is they were shaking in an anthem, right? Like, it's kind of hard yeah. to – to when you're when you're starting, especially me, I don't start often. So when I do start and it's not, like, just to go a guy off the draw, yeah. things are kind of shaky a little bit. Yeah. Like, like just because it's so long standing still on ice, you know? Yeah, the the pre the whole pregame stuff, I mean, obviously it's it's always really cool. Like the anthem always kinda kinda hits me regardless of where I'm playing or but uh yeah, it's long out there, man. And what about that viral video of uh of yeah. Mr. Sweezy just uh yeah, slugging the beer after the tilt? Yeah, so I got more text messages after the game about that than I did about my own <laughs> which was which was awesome but uh yeah i mean you know he i knew he was gonna have fun it was, it was obviously a big day for for the whole family so uh it, he it definitely looked like he was enjoying it so i'm glad that he did at the time that you got called up did you i mean i know you had gotten called up prior and played no games but did you feel like there was something you were doing in the american league that was earning you a call up like did you feel like i'm knocking on the door here yeah i i think so i think also, um, you know, being it was year two in Cleveland instead of kind of jumping teams like I did, you know, from from Wilkes to Cleveland, you know, kind of just my body of work over two years. It was more of like a consistency thing than, a, oh, wow, he's had a really good like 10 games. You know what I mean? So I think just kind of 
having them, you know, watch me for, you know, however many hundred something games, like they just like trusted me and uh, they saw that I was playing consistent and, and hard and, and kind of just sticking to my game. And I think that kind of, kind of was the driver for it. When, when was that letter given to you in the American league? Uh, beginning of this year. Wow. Beginning of this year. And it was pretty much, this was pretty much your second full year pro, right? Cause I know you had the, that 20 game stint with Wilkes after your college career. Um, so yeah. second full year pro and you got a letter, um, you had zero goals this year. Uh, we always, we always like to talk about that on the pod. Yeah. Well, because last time I was getting made fun of on this pod, cause I only had one and now I was like, <laughs> well, if I'm going to do the pod again. I got, I need something to talk about. So I got to get zero this year. Yeah. Yeah. Bagels. <laughs> but, but that's awesome because, you know, and we were texting about it. Um, kids nowadays, like they think you got to lead the league in points every year to play in the NHL. They think, you know, there's only one way to make it. They kind of only look at the McDavid's and those kind of guys that, um, are the best of the best and they try to make it that way whereas um, they'd have a much better uh, possibility of making it if they realize uh, the different roles in the game and how much each role matters for example you you know like this season you had 11 apples and and no goals like we mentioned but you know you you were a leader on your team you know you're the heart one of the hardest hitters in the league and uh, you know I'm sure you're eating pucks all day and night but uh it's just like for kids to hear that you were called, wow, this guy was called up to the NHL with zero goals. What is he doing? Right. And yeah. uh, what is it for you that you're doing? I think it's a lot of what, you know, you just said, um, you know, I, I'm, you know, I mean, you, you played with me and solo, we played against each other, at plenty of different levels, but oh, uh, you know, I just trying to just play hard, make, make the simple play. Like, you know, it's not, I've accepted it's not my role to go end to end ever or I'm going to be sitting on the bench because I'm going to lose it three different times and then fall down. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, like, I mean, what you said, you know, I'm, I'm, I pride myself on being a good penalty killer, shot blocker, defensively responsible. And, and, you know, there's always going to be a need for those guys in the game. Like, right. You can't just have four lines and 60 of all offense. Like you're not going to win that way. You're just, you're going to be giving up too much. So um, it's interesting what you say about like, kids kind of sometimes not realizing it like it seems like a lot of a lot of you know younger kids these days are kind of reluctant to switch their role as they get older you know that from what I, I feel like I've seen right um, but it's an important part of the game you know and and then like I said a little earlier uh just having the, the team trust me now and and you know that's everything oh. Yeah, is absolutely. there you, you talked about your consistency is there something you did with your training or something you did in the summer that kind of helped you out with your consistency over the course of the season? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of my summer is, you know, I mean, I just kind of work, I try to work out like a dog so I can be as strong as possible. I mean, there's sure. some big boys in these leagues now, man. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not just the bigger, fatter kid than I used, that I used to be than everybody else. So, uh, but yeah, a lot of that. And then, you know, in terms of on ice, just, you know, once the season gets going. So in the summers, it's really just, you know, for me, it's, you know, when I'm out there, even if it's kind of like a BS skate, it's, you know, am I putting every pass on the tape, mm -hmm. you know, or like, am I obviously beginning of the summer, you're a little rusty, you're throwing them behind guys. But, uh, you know, once you really get going, it's like, all right, let's, let's work on this now. You know, if I go, you know, how many passes you're making in the skate, you know, 50, 60, depending on how, you know what I mean? Like, Am I hitting 45 of these on the tape? Like, that's pretty good. Or am I hitting 
you know, 35, that's, you know, maybe not so good. No, you're right. That's a, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. It don't matter if it's July 25th or if it's game 54 in the season. No, I, I, I get that. And um, you, you, um, I texted you after the game, like we mentioned, like we've kept in touch. Um, but it's funny because I have texts from after last season and you were saying, you know, yeah, I had a good exit meeting. I'm hoping to get some games next season. Um, and then we were talking about how, you know, after the game, you, you had a nice filet mignon and asparagus and, uh, mashed potatoes with Estella. How you doing? But, uh, you don't get them on the bus. I'll tell you I, that. <laughs> I, went, I went to target. I went to target. I got a filet at target. It was actually much better than people are thinking right now. And I got asparagus and I got mashed potatoes and I had an NHL meal that night. I was like, this is what they're eating in the NHL. I'm going to have it. I got inside source, but, uh, I'm pretty sure you ate rocks growing up right so like how hungry yeah. did that make you to, to just stay in the nhl and get back to the nhl going from hard rocks chewing those things up breaking your teeth to just like a nice filet mignon yeah so it used to just be rocks and and then rainwater that we would have to collect outside <laughs> off the of leaves so that was that was the meals in hansen but uh no i mean it, it yeah like you said i mean once you get a taste of it, it it's it's crazy like you know, I feel like sometimes you hear like, oh, you know, this guy got a taste of it. Like he's kind of all set now or like you see people decline once they make it. And uh, something clicked in me that I just want because I got sent back down. Only, I think the day after or two days after that Minnesota game. Back to Providence. I think you were going. I remember texting you. Yeah, it was. No, I don't think it was Providence. I don't think it was that glamorous. I think it was somewhere way worse. Oh, OK, OK. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Um. But uh, yeah, some just, you know, you, I just wanted to get back so bad. And, you know, we were, we were kind of in a playoff hunt in Cleveland. So I knew that there was important work to be done down there as well. But on a personal level, it was just like, wow, I can, I did it and I can do it. And I just, I wanted to be back more than anything. It just, just made me even hungrier, I think, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. After your nine games, uh, with the Jackets, did you notice or feel any differences between the American League and the National League, or how did that kind of feel for you? Yeah, I mean, I was, uh, you know, I think the first couple of games, so the first couple of games were crazy because it was obviously debut and then yeah. back down, and the next time I came up, it was the Rangers at MSG, and then it was at TD Garden at home for me. So the first three games were like, wow. were like actually a dream. Like, it, it didn't feel real. Um, and I think adrenaline really pulled me through all of those, which was great. Um, and then, you know, I was, there was some sort of relief after the Boston game. Cause I was like, okay, like if I stay up now, I can kind of just, you know, play hockey now and like, see how I do. Like, yeah. not that, not that it was wearing off on me that I was playing in the, in the national league. Cause obviously I was still appreciative of that, but, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, just in terms of level, I mean, I think everyone says it like, it's just, it's that much faster. Um, you know, you just have less time to make a decision and, and make the right play, which which I think is goes back to like just trying to be simple with the puck for me kind of kind of helped because I look up, I see a guy maybe in the American League. I'm like, oh, I got a little bit of time. Maybe I'll see if there's, you know, a crazy cross ice sauce pass open. But uh, <laughs> I wasn't doing that. I wasn't doing that with the jackets. That's Not for sure. Keep the puck outside the dots. Yeah, yellow. <laughs> yeah, I think they I think they had to change the glass in the neutral zone after I got sent back <laughs> down because it was broken. So. 
So, so I, I, I reached out to Peaker, like I mentioned earlier, and I'm wondering how you find fights because other than your giant hits, or is that just it? Like, is it all usually from response to hits? Because he was telling me that when guys chirp you, you'll be like, yeah, I wouldn't put myself out there either. And like, you just kind of keep it light and chirp yourself. And it's like, yeah, if someone, if I'm chirping you and you do that to me, it's like, ah, how do I fight this guy? Like, he's such a good guy. He's, he's making me laugh right now, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I got a great story about the the game at MSG that I'll get to in a sec. But, um, yeah, I've never been a big chirper. I just, like, especially since pro, I feel like if you're going to you're gonna try to chirp me, like, just just fight me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I like to keep it light out there. Like, at the end of the day, we're playing a kid's game, and we're getting paid for it. So, like, why are we not having fun? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm yelling at the bench. I'm like, guys will make the simplest breakout pass. They'll come back to the bench. I'm like, dude, that was probably the best pass I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but keep it light, like have some fun. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so to to Peaker's point there, this was, so this is my second NHL game. Um, my second period, I'm, I'm bad. They, they have us in the zone forever. And uh, I got a rim for my partner right on the wall i'm like all right I, you know i've taken ribs before i can handle this hits my backhand just shoots right out into the slot and the goalie our goalie just jumped like jumped up on top of it whistle i'm like thank god shifts over then trocheck starts buzzing around me i'm like here we go and he goes man you got some of the worst hands i've ever seen in my life and i looked him dead in the eyes i go man i got the worst hands in the american league never mind this one <laughs> <laughs> started dying laughing and i just skated to the bench it was a tv timeout he looked at me again and just put his head down and he was like dude that was awesome <laughs> <laughs> that is a great story dude that is a great story so uh, so i'm assuming it's like yeah right like usually guys come at you after hits because you're a hard guy to just get mad at for no reason right yeah there, yeah it's a lot of that and you know i've obviously had some planned or you know guys just trying to get their team going or something and, and they know that I'll do it. Um, but yeah, honestly, not a ton of those. Like I, I, you know, I, obviously it's a big part of the game and, and I'm willing to do it, but for me, it's, it's usually a lot of either you got to get the team going or just a response to something. So yeah, I definitely got a lot of those. Yeah. Hey, Billy, I had a good, uh, we had a good collision there. I think I got a good Billy Sweezy uh, fight story. I believe it was in Cleveland, it was like a four check. It was kind of a 50-50 puck. And me and you kind of locked eyes, you know. We're both going full speed. And there's just two thick boys just hit. And the puck just stayed there. And we're like, well, yeah. what's going on right now? And then I was so tired after that. I'm like skating to the bench. And I think I heard, Solo, get back here. Give me one. <laughs> so I'm fucking shaking my head, getting to the bench. <laughs> open the door quick. Open the door. <laughs> Uh, how did that how did that fight with uh i think his name's luco on boston what's his name yeah josh luco yeah how did that yeah. fight come about because i've actually seen like a mic'd up on him i don't know how i came across it and he seems like just a, a great energy guy just kind of like hey, you want one type of thing yeah i mean that was that was kind of it we were we were up one nothing um what was it second period and i was lined up for a face-off already in, in the ozone which crazy that that was out there in the rock. <laughs> but uh and he just he actually he skated by me and he I saw him kind of circle back so I think he was going to look at my name and uh 
then he got in front of me again. And he was like, Hey, Sweezy, like, you want one? And I was like, Boston Garden? Yeah. 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 Uh, Boston Garden, it's a second period. My dad's probably eight deep. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll go. And it was perfect. Puck popped right out to me. And he was the winger coming to cover me, anyways. So I just like, you know, gentlemen's chipped it in and then skated backwards. And I was like, all right, you ready? He's like, yeah, all right, let's go. And then kind of kind of ended up happening at center ice, which was even better. And just a great tilt, like your first NHL fight. I remember we talked a little bit of after your first game with the Revo thing. And yeah, you were like, yeah, I think I kind of want to start a few weight classes down from that just to get <laughs> me going. And uh, you did, and you did a great job. Game plan worked. So, like, how do you feel you did in that? Yeah, I mean, it went well. I, I mean, I, I've had fights where my face hasn't looked that good after, and it, it, it felt fine in the box, which was great. Um, but yeah, no, I think think it went well. I mean, coaches coaches were happy. I think with the with the decision, and uh, I think the coach was doing media after or something, and they asked him about it, and he goes, "Yeah, I mean, I couldn't help but laugh on the bench. Like he's just having a great time out there." <laughs> yeah, I do it. Which I was. I had a, I had a blast, and then it puts me in the box for five minutes. I can't mess up. Perfect. <laughs> I know my job for the next five minutes. It's sitting yeah. here. You can't turn the puck over um, to Marshawn and Pasta if you're in the box. I'll tell you that for free. No, that's true. That's that's so cool. Like you, you. That's so cool, man. And uh, just real quick, like, how hungry are you for next season? And what kind of things are you working on this season? Um, what kind of things do you think you need to polish up, or maybe what are you emphasizing? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I'm pumped, right? Like we, we talked about, I kind of, I got that taste now. So I, I kind of want to be back even more, um, you know, summer's great being home, you, you get the opportunity to travel, but I'm already, I'm already ready to be back and you know what, it's not even the end of July, but, uh, definitely excited. So, I mean, camp's going to be a grind, uh, organization, you know, some new faces, new coach. So that'll be, uh, that'll be fun to, uh, you know, try to navigate and, and see how his camp is. I'm sure it's going to be a doozy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mike Babcock, right? Yeah. 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 So I'm excited. I mean, I, you know, I I heard uh, from people who were at the development camp with him, like, great guy and everything. So, like, he's really excited, too, it sounds like. So I'm definitely pumped to, you know, get some interactions and show him what I can do at camp. And I think he's a meat and potato guys, which which – which yeah so I think like that you know he's obviously older an old school guy kind of uh so I think that you know it could be good for me but uh you know I mean they've they've made some big trades too this summer so it's not not gonna be a walk in the park at all right. obviously to you know get games or try to make the team or anything right but uh, now you got a little bit more time on your hands in the summer now you don't got to work on a thesis on I can't even try to say it but last time you were on the pod you said it so if anyone wants to know what the word is? What was the word? Oh, it was I got. It. I think it was uh, it was uh, electro nanofibers or yeah, it was yeah. To be honest, it was something like that. Like, I, I don't even know. <laughs> oh man, this guy put the brain in the back. Oh, it was a um electro spinner, <laughs> electro spinner that made um yeah nanofibers for <laughs> for um for like I don't even know, like basically fake cell membranes. It was great. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but now you don't you don't got to do that anymore. So, like, what's the day in the life looking like? I know you mentioned you're in the gym a lot, probably not so much skating yet. I don't know. I remember last time you came on the pod, you said you're trying not to skate so much in the in the summers and you're training uh, in the gym. Is that still the case? Yeah, usually, like, beginning of July is usually when I start getting out there. Um, 
so I've been I've been back for a couple weeks now but uh yeah so workout skate if I'm skating that day I've been doing a lot of um like at like not like skills or or like drills or anything but like actually working on skating edges um back to your kind of question that I didn't answer yet um you know I feel like skating is something that as a bigger guy, I can always improve on, um, you know, I'm not the fastest guy out there, not the best on my edges, just kind of good enough, you know? So I think if that's something I can improve each summer, I think that'll, that'll go a long way for sure. And is there stuff that you do? You mentioned you pride yourself in PK, like, is there anything you do in the, in the summers or, or is that just something like, uh, in the game, I'm just in the lane and that's it. Well, I mean, we talked about Billy Madison last time. We might as well talk yeah. about this one, right? Go to the batting cages. Just wear some balls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could actually see you doing that often. Uh, no, that's that's all up here, man. That's just – that's just – you got to want to do it. Got to go to Yale for four years? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. You got to learn about uh, electro spinners and then yeah. – good, good thing you got that Yale degree now that you're in the NHL. Yeah, that's it's doing, <laughs> not doing me much right now, but hopefully one day that's going to pay off. Yeah. No, that's awesome, dude. But um, I mean, you talked, we talked about the jump from uh, uh, Nobles to USHL and then uh, USHL to college. You said the Nobles to USHL was much harder than the USHL to college. What about the jump from college to pro? Yeah, that um, obviously a bit of an adjustment, but I, for some reason, man, that, well, like we talked about, I think last time, like that, that jumps the USHL for me was so hard. It took me like 20, 30 games, like half the season to really feel comfortable. Um, I think, I think too, just like, obviously you're younger back then. Um, so I think being older now, like coming out of college and, you know, showing up to a pro pro camp or I guess in Wilkes, we, that COVID year, there wasn't a ton of, uh, you know, some teams didn't do like full camp. So I just went right to Wilkes-Barre, but you know, you show up and there's guys, you know, I'm 24, 25 guys are 19, 20. I, th I think just being older too. And, you know, you have those extra years on your belt, even though they're at a different level, just kind of makes you a little more comfortable. And, and also too, like being on, you know, just an American league deal, like a shortened season, it was kind of like a, I don't really have time. Like you don't have, I don't have time to like, you know, take 15 games to adjust. Like I just got to, go out and try to be the player I was and, and hope it works. Absolutely. And um, this is my last one for you, but uh, what kind of leader are you? If you describe yourself as a leader. Uh, I'd say lead by example guy, definitely on the ice, you know, uh, um, talked about it too. Like off the ice, I try to keep it light and, you know, I'm, I'm definitely very vocal on the, in the room and on the bench. Uh, to a point that annoys some of my teammates every once in a while because I'm yelling too much. But uh, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to have fun and enjoy it. Like I said, we're, you know, we're playing a game for a job. Like there's there's no better job in the world. And and then on the ice, you know, I just try to do everything the right way and play in the D zone and get off and then, you know, <laughs> let, let the scorers go score. <laughs> yeah. Suiz, that's a great mindset. I actually said that on the last episode. Uh, I said we play a kid's game. We get to show up to the rink every day. We get to get paid to do it. Yeah. Why wouldn't we be the happiest people in the world? Yeah. So, like keeping it light on the ice. Like it, it only makes sense, man. Like you play your best hockey when you're having fun. And I just love that mindset because makes the years fly by. And I know it's July 25th, but I'm itching to get back too. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think we all are. Yeah. I think we all are. 
All right, well, Swiss man, you got anything else? Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to ask, are you a golfer with uh, some of that free time in the summer? Do you golf? Yeah, yeah, I golf. Still terrible at it. Um, I started during I started during COVID. It was like the first summer I really like played and like tried to get better and stuff. Yeah, I haven't played a ton this year. Um, but uh, I'm getting out tomorrow. Don't yeah, worry. Too, too too many hours in in the gym. You uh, do you play with my northeastern boys? I know you train with uh, LG Lincoln Griffin. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I haven't gotten out with him this summer yet. No, but, uh, we got done. We got Dunzo over there too. I'm, I've been trying yeah, to get him, but, uh, he's, he's talking a big game. Like he's saying he's shaved like 10 strokes off his game this summer. He must be eating more salad. That's the yeah. only thing. <laughs> it's gotta be it. Well, his swing, he used to have the ball like five feet in front of his front foot. Like I haven't every, every club. He would like putt it like that. <laughs> he, was his, he was showing his videos. He's like, I don't understand. Like what's going on. I was like, dude, the ball is 30 feet in front of you. Because that's the only way he hits one timers. So yeah. that's how he plays golf. The sweep shot that he's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about actually last one, a kicker? Are you doing any fight training? Uh, I do a bit of, I do a lot of boxing training. Um, nice. Just in our gym, just kind of hitting the mitts and working on not getting punched in the face, which is always a good uh, strategy. Is that what gives you confidence to switch to your left? Like, cause I'm a lefty, but not a lot of guys that are righties. It's like, it's almost like it's, it's like your hands not connected to your body. Like they don't need to do it. No, I do. So I'll do like, you know, if we do like 10 rounds or something, I'll do five of them lefty or, you know, a couple of uh, like at least half lefty to, to work on it. Yeah. And do you find just doing that has got you way more comfortable throwing lefts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I fought. Um, who is it? The Sonye guy who was in oh, uh, was in Belleville second half of the year or second part of the year, and I knew he was a lefty. And I just the whole the whole fight, I just went lefty. Yeah. I knew it. He too. He he's a smaller guy that fights, but he throws bombs. Really? Yeah, he could chuck him. So I was like, if I'm, I'll have to get his real name because that's definitely not how you no, say. No, it, it is Bre- Brendan Sonye. Oh yeah. That- Oh, I know exactly who yeah. yeah, he was in um he was in, in the, he was in the coast a little bit, yeah. right? Which three river three rivers or no? I don't know. Oh no, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he's a fighter. He's a good lefty, yeah. Yeah, he like he throws bombs. So I was like, if I and you know, I always know when I'm playing him, obviously. And I'm like, if he, you know, he comes up to me, I just I'm gonna have to go lefty because if I'm set up righty, I'm gonna get yeah. smoked. Yeah, and he starts lefty too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, bro. That's so awesome. I love to hear that stuff because a lot of guys that fight, they don't really work on fighting. They're just like, ah, it's only a couple of years. But yeah, if you're going to do it, you might as well win. Yeah, you might as well at least stay safe. I mean, we, you know, I had won my first year in Cleveland. I was broke my orbital, broke my nose. I'm sure I sent you the picks or something or talked about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that guy's a legit mutant, but. Uh, Which guy know, was it? Curtis Douglas. He was yeah, in Toronto. yeah. 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 Six nine, yeah. I was like, uh, probably not my best call, but that's you know you learn though because yeah, I learned not to lose my grip ever again because yeah. I lost my grip against oh, yeah. him and I got dummied. The yeah. worst part is the worst part is you might lose it again because I've learned the same lesson two or three times, but uh, <laughs> you might not though. Hey, you went to Yale, you learn, you probably learn better than me. You learn quicker than me. You pick up. On I've it. already told guys if if I play him again because he's out in Arizona now, like I'm gonna have to because I have to just have a better showing. Yes, mm. yes. I mean, that's I could, still get pound, I could still get pounded, but like if I don't break my orbital, I think I should be in a good spot. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's like that one with Matthew Olivier, pretty inactive, but like stood in there, a little wrestling. Yeah. He had you tied up, switched to the left at the end. Like, 
Yeah. Great tilt, you know, no one chest hurt. Match. You know, chest match. That was one of the that was actually one of the first ones after I came back was against Olivier. So yeah. I was like, all right, this guy's kind of a big boy. Let's not lose my grip. Let's really tie him up. And then like, you know, my punches will come second. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Great game plan. Great yeah. game plan. Well, well thanks, Sweezy. Thank you so much for coming on episode 99. The great one, Billy Sweezy. I'm honored. Thanks for having me. Unreal. Thanks, Sweezy. Of course.